3: Hello and welcome to your super exclusive bonus Patreon-only feed of Not Without My Sister. Thank you all for being here. I'm Rosemary McCabe. I'm Beatrice McCabe. And we're very serious today because we're going to talk about a very serious topic, which is when we found out we were pregnant. One-fifth of this episode will be me and four-fifths <laughs> of this episode will be Beatrice, having found out she was pregnant not once, not, not, not twice, not three times, but four times. Correct. <laughs>
4: However, since I don't have great recollection of any one of these times, I think we may even have more chat from you than usual. We did just have to get a, we just had to get a a reminder from Don, who had actually great recall of the whole thing. I was feeling extremely guilty. We should ask him about everything. I know, yeah. It's a great memory. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I know. But he does remember every episode of every TV show, every book he's ever read. He remembers, he remembers like literally you'd be watching TV and you're going, now we're watching season two of something. I remember this. With him Like if you're watching season two Or something now Season one Is obviously a year ago right mm-hmm, Who's mm-hmm.
3: expected to remember things They do, go like But do you think he watched a recap Before he starts
4: but No. What I was about to say Is they play the recap oh. I'm thoroughly confused <laughs> Who are these people On this recap What happened Like how did we end up On this You know Stranded planet Whatever what And I go Who's that And Don's like Oh don't you remember that Susan Do you remember she married Mike And she did this And she had a taser And she whatever And then at one point She had that like Terrible relationship with XYZ And I go no, who's this? And then he'll give me the entire recap. I'm still, and, and like in most cases, I find it incredibly hard to get back into season two because I just can't remember what happened in season one. I know.
3: I just want to watch things all together. Like, I just can't. Me too. I started listening to a new podcast the other day that I've actually entirely forgotten what it was. But there are only two episodes up so far. And I was so annoyed when I finished two episodes. I was like, what? When am I going to find out what happens next? But, you know, actually, speaking of memory loss, I just listened to a podcast from The Guardian today in Focus where they were talking about a woman who went through menopause at the age of 30. And she was saying one of the big things, I mean, it it was awful. It was so terrible for her. Like one of the big things was she got really, really bad memory loss where she just couldn't remember words and couldn't. She was saying she was at work and she works at the Guardian. One of the things she was saying was that working at the Guardian, part of kind of the whole socialising aspect within the office would be you'd have a lot of banter around your specialist subjects or whatever it was. I think she worked in culture at the time and she was saying that she used to just get really embarrassed because she'd start a sentence and then be like, I'm sorry, I I don't know what I was going to say.
4: That's me. That happens to me half the time. I go, oh, yeah, something. I go, oh, yeah, that reminds me. Oh, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. That happens to me all the time. Maybe I'm going through menopause. The other thing I read, you know, despite the fact that I hate the term "baby brain" and, and refuse to believe in it, I, re- I sent you an article. I think "mommy it was also, brain" is
3: real in the New York Times.
4: Yes, I sent you that, so we should share that. I thought it was interesting about how when you give birth or when you are pregnant, your brain is rewiring itself in order to be ready to have this baby. That basically,
3: oh, did you not read it? No, I have it. I have it open on my tab for the last two months. Where I'm like, read that today. I mean, well, it, I'm not ready. It's you should read it. It's actually really interesting, and we will share it. But what's interesting
4: about it is it talks about how your brain rewires itself. And it basically discards things that are not critical For the protection or the growth of this baby And so it says yes you are forgetting things Like yes you are You do have a totally different Your brain is different
3: basically my brain is not very good at deciding what's important and what's not Because I can remember like almost every episode of Love Island I've watched And can't remember like valuable memories of my family Well maybe when this baby's born you'll just be like love what? Oh I actually love that I'd love to eternal sunshine the spotless mind A whole load of things out of my brain
4: Yeah, me too. But most of them are like bits of news that I've read, like salacious news articles that I read about, like, you know, really tragic things that then I just go, why did I read that? You always,
3: you're very, you love a tragic, I mean, not love, but like you're always reading tragic news stories. I just don't read the news at all anymore. I, know oh. I do. I kind of read that, read the headlines in the New York Times. I
4: literally had that thought this morning. I was like, should I actually unsubscribe from the New York Times? Should I unsubscribe from, you know, the Irish Times, although you subscribe and I still owe you money for that. But I was like, should I unsubscribe from these things? Because like, is it beneficial to me to be reading all this news and to be overloaded with this news? And it is stressful. And like, what am I supposed to do about it in the middle of this pandemic sitting at home? But then the other hand, I was like, yes, I actually, that's such a ridiculous thought. I obviously should keep these subscriptions and should be up to speed
3: on what's happening in the world. But there is a part of me that's like, too much news is not good news. I know. I know. Like a part of me is like, OK, I like we have a responsibility to keep ourselves informed, especially if we're like lucky enough not to be affected by all these things. Like I want to know what's going on so that I can feel I mean, not only informed, but so that if I see something that I can go, OK, well, what can I do about this? Can I share this? Can I donate to something? You know, like these which is like a really basic thing for me to be able to do. But I do feel like I have a responsibility. But then you're like, How much news is too much news? Mm-hmm. Like how much bad news is too much bad news? But sorry, back to the point. Yeah, sorry. Back to the point. You had your first child almost eleven like it would be over eleven years ago now that you found out that you were pregnant with Nash, right? Because he's ten. He'll be eleven in March. Oh my God. Yeah, he will, yeah. So it would have been around about an hour or, or actually, actually didn't Don say it was right before his birthday, so it was in July.
4: Yeah, no, he he's he's kind of yeah, he's like it's eleven years ago. It's it's a bit rough there. I mean, it was a couple of weeks before his birthday, but yes. But let's talk about you first because it's more recent. So first of oh. all, just because I want to like, I think it's a easier compare compare and contrast. Like, so you are what age? 36. Like, 30, what age 36. 36. 35 when you find out you're pregnant or 36? Uh, 35 when you found out you were pregnant. Yeah, right? I found out
3: a couple of weeks before my birthday. Okay. So what was your first reaction and how did how did you find out? Well, so we had been, I mean, I, like, I've I've mentioned this before, right? but the very, the cliff notes version is I had been told years ago that I would have trouble conceiving because I had a very low egg count. So we had been kind of not trying to get pregnant necessarily, but not trying not to like, but also I had been assuming I probably won't get pregnant very easily. You know what I mean? So we hadn't been using any protection, but we also hadn't been necessarily timing things to go. We're going to have sex in my fertile period, which I know a lot of people say that's kind of what you have to do to conceive, basically. Not a lot of people say, science says, you know, you, you need to like have sex in your fertile period in order to fertilize an egg. And we weren't really necessarily keeping an eye on that. But my period is really, really regular. And I was using an app called Flow, just FLO, to monitor my period. And I remember in January, I think it was like, I think it was probably only three or four days late when I started to go, hey, that's, that's a bit weird because it's nearly always like within a day or two. And I also, oh yeah, this is it. My boobs were killing me. But I also like, part of me was like, I'm like, I'm never going to get pregnant that easily. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, if it happens, it's going to take a while. But at the same time, I was like, my boobs are really sore and my period is late, which is really weird. And I remember Brandon was at work and I texted him. I think I had told him my period was late probably when it was about two seconds late. She's like, my period's late. Like, lol. Imagine if we were pregnant. Lol. And he was at work and I texted him and I said, can you go into Kroger on your way home and get a pregnancy test? And he as well, I think, was like, you're being ridiculous. Your period's only two seconds late, but fine. So he got a pregnancy test, came home. I went and t- tried to, in some way, pee, in and, like I can't aim my pee at all, so I just went everywhere. I mean, that's irrelevant.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. I was literally like,
3: I, I, I have a friend who can pee into a bottle. There's a lot of information here. Can you do that? I, you don't want to talk about it.
4: I cannot throw. You plead the fifth. I cannot throw a piece of paper oh, into a, a trash can that is into a waste
3: paper into basket. a waste
4: paper basket that is on my knee. So <laughs> unlikely.
3: <laughs> anyway, so I went off did the test, and it it showed up like a kind of a faint positive, but a positive. I think while I was in the bathroom, I Googled like how common is a is a false positive on a pregnancy test, and Google basically said it's. relatively common that you get a false negative because your body hasn't built up enough of whatever the pregnancy hormone is but that it it pretty much never happens that you get a false positive because if the pregnancy hormone is there you're pregnant basically and I remember coming out of the bathroom being like I'm pregnant to Brandon and he just like stood at I remember he was standing in the doorway between the sitting room and the kitchen and just kind of went well well and then he was like are you sure Maybe you should do another test. And I was like, well, did you buy another one? And he's like, no, I only bought one. I was like, well, then we only have one. And I remember people asked me as well, how many tests did you do? I was like, I only did one because then I Googled it and I like totally believe Google. I think he was a bit shocked. And like, I wonder, he's never said this, but I wonder if he was like, that lying bitch. She told me it wouldn't happen easily. Yeah, no, probably, was. probably was. It's, great, probably it's a great was. way to start a relationship. <laughs>
4: and when did you tell him? When,
3: when did you tell people? A hummingbird right outside the window, look. When did I tell people? Well, I rang you straight away. Oh, you mean you didn't wait the 12 weeks? Rang you straight away. Didn't answer the phone. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So I rang mom and dad and told them. And dad said, I think I've, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, Disgusting me. Well done, Brandon. Oh, As if like I was a fucking dartboard. And he'd hit a 100, revolting. Dad would not know what a 100 on a dartboard was. Well, that's what it sounded like to me. Oh. You know what I mean? And then I remember I called you back and you were cooking. And <laughs> I called you back on... I think it was on WhatsApp, like on a group thing with mom and dad. And I was like, don't let on that, you know, like, you know, but like they're they're rubbish that anyway. And I remember you put the phone down. You were like, I'm just making my dinner. And you put the phone down to all I could see was the ceiling as well. And I was like, no, you have to come back. <laughs> and then I told you and then I think I told Claire and Liam and Kira, And Then all the rest of your friends and, and then, then Instagram. And Emma and Emma and. No, no, no. I didn't tell Instagram until we'd had our first scan. At like, I think that was like 11 and a half weeks or something. So like, were you, how did you, how did you feel about telling mom and dad? Like, how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant? I mean, I was really happy because I really wanted to be pregnant, but I was also really shocked because I didn't think I would get pregnant that easily. And I was really scared because I was like, okay, I'm pregnant, but what if, and I think like I was really scared for about the first six months that I was like, I'm pregnant, but what if I wake up tomorrow and I'm not pregnant anymore? And I kept, you know, not that I kept reading, but I'm very aware of the statistics. Like there's, you know, a really high rate of miscarriage in the first couple of weeks. Not really high, but I think it's like one in four, one in five women will experience miscarriage. I and mean, that's very high for yeah. the women who experience it. Yeah, of course. And then the likelihood of experiencing a miscarriage goes down as your pregnancy continues. But I was still always aware that it could, ha- you know, that it could happen. And because it's this thing that you can't see or or like I wasn't feeling I mean no I think you don't feel in the very first days I
4: think you were a lot more fearful though than any of my other friends colleagues etc because of the fact that you had been told this won't happen
3: yeah so it was much more like this has happened but like is it a mistake yeah and I also because I had been told it wasn't going to happen I kind of had it in my head this is never going to happen and then when I got pregnant I was like this still is never going to happen so this is obviously going to fail yeah, you know so I mean, something kind of, is going to go wrong. So you're
4: sort of like preemptively preparing yourself for the worst, right?
3: Yeah, the whole time. I'm like, but yeah, I was just really nervous all the time that something was going to happen, and like that something was going to happen of my own doing, not like ish. But but I also read a lot of stuff that was basically like, it's not easy to like for that to happen. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. very unlikely. And if that was easy, we wouldn't have had repeal, and we wouldn't have all these big conversations around. Yeah. You must have read somewhere that a lot of McDonald's is good. For your baby as well, did you? Well Beatrice, I was very nauseous for the first five months For the first nine months (laughs) And uh, no for the first about five months And I, like, the thing is as well Because I had been told that I would find it very difficult, right I had it in my head I don't know, I I have certain beliefs about myself That proved to be absolutely untrue But I had it in my head that I was like If I'm ever lucky enough to get pregnant I am going to eat a fully macrobiotic diet of salads And like, I'm going to do everything Like honestly, like I... Truly believed that this would be me. And for about the first eight weeks, I was like, this is going to be me starting on Monday. And then, <laughs> and then I just gave up. But like, I, I felt really nauseous. I never actually puked, which I'm very relieved about. I, hate, I mean, nobody likes it, but I hate puking so much. But I just, for the first couple of months, all I wanted was toast,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Kellogg's frosted wheats, Kellogg's mini frosted wheats and McDonald's chips. And then if you're getting a McDonald's chips, you might as well get a burger on Sunday as well <laughs> while you're in the drive and a Diet Coke.
4: All I ate in my first, with my first pregnancy was, all I wanted to cook was rice pudding. I just wanted nonstop rice pudding. Oh God, I
3: actually love, I haven't had rice pudding in age, I'd love yeah. some rice pudding.
4: I literally ate so much rice pudding. I would. I mean, I was like Kate Hudson. I was not the svelte, as in, I don't know if she ate, ate rice pudding, but she was a famous celebrity who put on a lot of weight during oh, each right. one of her okay, pregnancies. Okay, okay. And I was just that, like, put on all the weight in every single pregnancy, never was like this, it's, oh, from behind, I never would have known you were pregnant oh. Oh, it's just such a neat little bump. No, actually, them. nobody, people would say to me, a 50 pounds heavier with my pregnancy. I didn't know you were pregnant. You carry it so neatly. And I'm like,
3: <gasps> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Do you remember J-Lo when she had the twins at her whole, like like she was, she was pregnant in her face. You know, like some people, like their lips get bigger, her nose uh-huh. got bigger, everything was mad. Like pregnancy is mad. Pregnancy is
4: mad. Well, when Don and I got pregnant the first time, so... I told mother at the time it was an accident. Sorry, Nashna. Not an accident I would, you know, ever wish had not happened, but we were not, not planning Not a mistake, anything. but it was unexpected. Yeah, absolutely not a mistake. It was, it was accidental, right? As in now, the very first response from mother, why, how could it be an accident? How could this, do you know how it happens? Then it can't be an accident. You knew it, how it happened. Did you not get sex education? Can't be an accident.
3: Well, dad told me once the condoms don't break. Okay, well, uh, that's not the accident that we had anyway. it was no, 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 no. I know, but I just mean like our parents are very black and white. Our parents are
4: experts on sex education and we just have to put up with that. So anyway, it was not planned. So to say it was a surprise was the underestimation of like the year. And none of our friends had babies. None of my family had like none of my peers. 30. So like I wasn't exactly, you know. It wasn't exactly like, this is an 18-year-old like shock of my life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still in college. What am I going to do? No. I was like 10 years into my career, well, eight years into my career, going like, I'm shocked. So Don and I had been living in an apartment that we absolutely hated. We've been together about a year and a half at this point. We hated our apartment and we've been looking for something to buy together. So we had just put an offer in on a house in Crown Heights in Brooklyn And it was kind of, it was around Don's birthday because we were going away for the weekend. And as Don reminded us, that was where we had, that was where we had all this, we had like three days away. And, you know, it's like you plan something really relaxing and then you're on your phone the whole time because the realtor is getting back and forth to this, this offer, that offer. So like every 10 seconds we were on the phone going like, like we would be in the middle of a We're pregnant conversation. Then be like, oh, the realtor emailed us. So It was kind of not super relaxing. It was like a bit tense, but remember I found out I was in Julie's house and I'm not great at tracking my period. As you know, I'm like, I'm really emotional and I feel really tired. Oh, I'm getting my period. I'm shocked every single time. Right. And it's very irregular, and all this kind of stuff. So I think it had been about six weeks and I hadn't had my period. And suddenly I went, I don't, haven't had my period. And Julie was like, oh, maybe you're pregnant. I said, as if. Right. So she she dispatches her boyfriend off down to the store to get a pregnancy test and he came back and I did it and I was like as if you know and I was like I'll do this to placate Julie so I do it and of course I'm pregnant so unlike you I did a second one and I think then she sent the boyfriend out for a third one (laughs) I did about four pregnancy (laughs) tests that evening and they were all positive so we were pregnant so then I go so long ago you probably didn't have Google on your phone so you couldn't check how accurate they were thanks that's nice of you but no we did so now I go off I tell Don and he was Absolutely stunned And then I was dreading, dreading, dreading calling mom. And like I don't know why I feel like I had this hangover of like Never get pregnant in school Never get pregnant You Never know? get pregnant out of wedlock as well Yeah well no I mean mom no. used to say that But also No they didn't really care Yeah And it's not like any of our I mean any of our extended family have Like they've all had kids before they yeah, were married yeah. You know so I mean it wasn't And it's never been a like This is a disgrace It's like oh you're in a relationship You have a baby It's fine yeah. you know And but I was absolutely dreading calling her. I really, I think it's more because I'm the oldest and I was the first in the family. Like, no, I hadn't, you know, nobody had modeled this for me. None, like I said, none of my friends had kids. So it was real like, this isn't what I had. I always imagined I'd be much more like pulled together in a business suit, calling and saying,
3: by the way, I'm pregnant. Between my noon and my 1 p.m. I f- yeah, discovered I was that you'd pregnant. settled and that you would have yes. made a plan and this would have been part of your plan and you would just be reporting. My plan is, my plan has been set my action. plan has come to fruition. Yeah. I was in bloom and now my plan has fruition. And when did you tell mom? Do you remember? Like, did you wait a couple of weeks or did you tell her immediately? No, I told her at about like, I think six or eight weeks. And she's delighted, she's
4: crying floods of tears. And I was so shocked and relieved, right? Like, and because I was really like, oh my God, she's going to be so annoyed with me. Like, what the hell? Watching TV now, I'm like, this 30 year old basically is... Is, you know, the most polished pull together. Why would they ever be worried to call in their parents? I was like, what what a gombo. It's me, by the way. I found the whole thing really cringe. I found telling people I was pregnant cringe. I found telling Basically because you in
3: your head, you're like, if I tell people I'm pregnant, they'll know I was doing it.
4: No, I mean they knew I was, but I felt like the statement was like, I am having sex. <laughs> Friend, I am have I am actively having sex and I have <laughs> successfully been impregnated with a spermazoid.
3: I have had a sperm implanted in my uterus and now yes, it yeah. is a baby. It
4: was the cringiest thing. And I mean, I can't help it. That's how I felt, right? Like, and I, oh, I, yeah, sorry. I, I mean, I don't mean to be judgmental. So about judgmental. And telling the office was the worst thing ever. That was like so cringe. That was like, these are two areas of my life that should not be intersecting. It's none of your business and yet I have to tell you that I'm pregnant, but I didn't tell them until I was like five and a half months either. Cause as I said, it wasn't as obvious because my, my babies sit very close to my spine. So they don't like, oh, you know, they don't yeah. pop out the they front. They stay sucked
3: back in there. Yeah. Well,
4: I mean, no, I'm Ish. like, they're just like, oh, you're getting, you're getting very chunky there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And my, I got very like swollen in my face as well. Um, well, it was fine. Like who cares, you know, but, but it wasn't that it was. It wasn't as obvious. So anyway, I waited till kind of five and a half months because I don't know why I, I was dreading telling them I was dreading. I don't even know what like as if they like nobody ever made a single exception or whatever. And then, of course, you have to work right up till the last day here in America. Oh, yeah. So you work up until the day, like literally people will be in the office, they leave at six o'clock and at 11 p.m. You'll get a text. Susie gave birth. Here's her baby. She went into labor after work, you know, oh. And I mean, she went into labour after her days labour. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I did too. You know, it's like, it's what you do. So as mom will say, you chose
3: this. You just get on with it, I suppose. Once you're up, you're up. I mean, I feel very lucky that I don't have to worry about that necessarily.
2: Yeah. Maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your
1: new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare TriTerm medical plans are available for these changing times
4: But then the thing about being pregnant was, I have to tell you, I loved Don during every pregnancy. I have been so enamored with Don, like just (laughs) everything he does. I'm just like, oh, that is so nice. That's whatever these hormones do that flood through my body. They are, I think they're like, it's Don's dream. They're Don hormones. I don't know what my, I mean, I love the dog, but I always love the dog. Well, I mean, Don't I have like a friend who, friend anymore. I have a friend who every time she was pregnant, hated her husband, like oh, hated hilarious. him. And she'd literally be like, oh, get him. Oh, get him. And she'd be like, oh, he did this and he's driving me nuts. And she's like, I know I just hate him because I'm pregnant. <laughs> but not because she was pregnant. Like she just was like, oh, a, a hormonal. Thing. he's just yeah, driving yeah. me nuts.
3: Yeah. Where I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm swoony eyed. I'm trying to think, is there anything like personality wise like that, that, that I feel has changed while I'm pregnant I don't think so Well you're complaining a lot But is that different? No I don't think that's different at all I, Like I love McDonald's But I've always No I think
4: I think you are A little bit I, I mean not complaining But I think you're more Out of sorts Than you would be normally Like as in More Not Physically like Obviously everybody's Uncomfortable to an extent But I think you're You're a bit more like Actually saying that out loud I think most of the time You just Suck it up Maybe But I mean, that's fine. Maybe you're entitled, like maybe you're more, it's not to say that that's a hormonal thing. Maybe it's more like I'm pregnant. You guys can hear my, my woes.
3: I think, I think I've just been very like, I've been a bit, I've been very worried and like a little bit anxious the whole time. And so I think that's making me a bit like, oh God, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just worried about everything.
4: And then, I think the hard one was the second pregnancy because it's, I found it like, I've always wondered how people decide we are going to get pregnant. Like now is the time I was like, like you did. I, I, I don't understand how people, how you, how you pull the trigger the first time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like we have this life. It's time now. I could, I I think that's like, thank God I got pregnant accidentally because I never could have decided now is the moment. Yeah, this is the
3: perfect right
4: time yeah. to do this. Because I always would have been doubtful, you know, and maybe part of that was like, maybe once my friends had started having babies, I might had I might have been like, oh you know, it's kind of time, but it was hard, it was hard to be the first because nobody had the same lifestyle then. And like living in New York, you know, people were going out and socializing and, Nobody understood. Like I can't do that, or and not that they didn't understand. They don't. I mean, they didn't really care, and I don't mean that negatively. But it was more like, "Do you want to come out?" No, I can't. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there wasn't. Yeah. Whereas when you all are at that same point, it's like, "Let's go for brunch," yeah. or "Let's have
3: brunch in somebody's
4: house." Yes, and or, we can bring the babies. Yeah, or, or let's go to
3: the splash pad. Like all the boring yeah. stuff. I mean, that
4: you know, of course, I understand why they didn't want to do that. But but then with number three, Don was actually the one who who called it out. Day five of being pregnant according to the doctor he goes you are being incredibly nice to me I think you're pregnant
3: <laughs> but hang on so when you had Bo like had you decided to have the second baby and 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 like how long did it take you to get pregnant do you remember um yeah it was pretty quick
4: it was pretty quick the second time and then the third time was not oh yeah the third time was not quick right the third oh. time this compared to when we like decided we would do you know what yeah. I mean but I I don't know. We weren't tracking anything, or like oh, okay. So you weren't like monitoring and thing doing the fertile window thing. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. So no, that's like. Do you think I was? Do I strike you as the kind of person now that you know me doing any of those kind of things? Do you mean now that I've known you my whole life. Well, now that you know me in detail, when you were like I'm. Getting my stuff ready For the hospital I have my birth plan made And I'm like I did none of those things I literally said Tomorrow's my due date I better pack a bag In case the next Doctor's appointment Means something But also like What's the worst That's going to happen Do you know what I mean Don will bring a bag To the hospital Oh
3: god What's the worst What's the worst going to happen He won't bring The six box of breast pads That I bought He won't bring The three nursing bras That I've purchased He won't bring The hospital robe That you purchased The hospital gown The hospital gown Or here's the Delivery gown
4: Here's the worst That could happen So baby number two In Dallas So the first one was born in New York, then Beau was born in Dallas, and then the other two have been born here in Fort Wayne, in what I like to call the hotel, because the hospital is so nice here, right? As in, by comparison, the New York one was like being, giving birth in an emergency ward, like in your worst war-ridden dreams, you know? Second one was grand, was nice, and I just don't think I liked my doctor as much. And then third and fourth one was very, like, they're so nice here, and they give you the menu, and they have, like, a special (laughs) dinner for you and your partner when the baby's born. Like, it's ridiculous right oh yeah when we were in dallas (laughs) oh no when we were in new york and we were told we were going to the hospital to give birth that that we went in for my regular gynecological checkup you know and the doctor's like well you're two weeks over so why don't you make your way down to the hospital and meet you there in an hour and we're going to bring you in today and i was like what i was like yeah like it was like 11 o'clock on a thursday morning you know whatever and he's like yeah go on down we meet you there and we had nothing so, because we weren't planning, because like, he hadn't said it, he's just said, because you'd also think, I'm now two weeks over, my appointment is next week, I'm here every week, right? Mm-hmm. It would be helpful if the doctor had said, at next week's appointment, Yes, if, because okay. we also had no car, oh, so yeah, we okay, were on okay. the subway, so we got the subway up to the doctor's appointment, then he's like, see in the hospital, so Don has to get the subway home, because Don is also motion sick, can't get, get taxis, to get the stuff, such a panic, running up and down the stairs, getting the bags, throws up on the stairs...
3: panic right
4: (laughs) comes back brings everything to the hospital like is in a total state by the time he gets there so the second time in dallas then we get in the car because we were we were like we were now two weeks over again and we were being induced this time you know because she's like well if the baby doesn't she was more organized like if the baby doesn't come by x date like we'll schedule it in your you know in x appointment so fine So we knew we were going in on this Saturday or this, I think, yeah, that was a bit like with work. Well, I'll work through Friday and then we'll have the baby on the Saturday, right? Oh no, I think we're having the baby on the Monday. So I was like, I'd like to have the weekend to relax and then we'll have the baby on the Monday morning, right? So that's what we did. That's what I've always done, actually. So we have the baby on the Monday morning and we work through Friday. So we drive to the hospital and Don goes, you go on ahead. He drops me at the door. Great. And then he goes, parks the car and then he comes, I get a phone call. I've locked the keys in the car with your bag. I'm down here waiting for the locksmith to come and break into the car. Oh
3: my God. And
4: I was literally like, they've started the Pitocin. You better get up here. <laughs> and he's like, I can't leave the car. Right? And mom and dad were at home with the kids
3: and obviously oh yeah, no car. Course. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also can't believe you answered your phone. Why wouldn't I answer it? Like 12 hours to go in the, in the you hotel room. answer your phone. Oh yeah, bitch. I charge my phone fully for this event. Oh. Well, I'd like you to start charging your phone fully now for my event. Thanks. Okay, well, because there've been several That's nights right. that I've texted you, like at night time, re- your phone's been off.
4: Your event is in two months. It could be any day now. It's not any day now. It's in two could months. Be. Could be. Listen, you never know. You never do know. But you're fine. I'll charge it
3: from <laughs> October first onwards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Don's Don's down with the car, waiting for the locksmith. Mm-hmm. You're upstairs with mom. Oh, mom was there. Yeah. Oh, mom. for Beau. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: So, so I had said to mom because they all you know, it's it's pretty normal in America to bring your parents if you'd like to your your mother or whatever. So I said, Mom, would you like to come and be a uh, be present at the birth? Present at the <laughs> birth. I thought she was going to say like, Oh my God, I'd love to. And I was kind of miffed. I have to tell you when she was like, because it took me a lot to to kind of be okay with the idea myself.
3: Oh really? Yeah. I'd happily have anyone who wanted to be there there. What? Yeah I actually asked Brandon if his, if his friend Kurt wanted to come because we were at dinner one day and Kurt was saying that he'd love to witness somebody giving birth and I was like I think that'd be weird and Brandon was like I think that'd be really weird. Okay
4: Rosemary but you've been the oversharer all your life know, right true. so I was literally like it took me a long time to get okay with the idea of did I really want mom there <laughs> I wasn't sure and then when I asked her she's like oh I didn't know about that and then so she's like let me think about it and I was like okay even though it's raging so then she went home and she talked to her friend who's gynae in Australia and she's like Sheila says it would be amazing. Sheila said, it's the one thing that if anybody has an opportunity to witness it, she would recommend it because it's life changing. But thank God she was there because anyway, the Pitocin kicked oh, yeah. in. She was the only person with me because Don was down waiting for the locksmith. Finally, Don gets upstairs just a kind of an hour. Then anyway, the doctor's nowhere to be seen. So then Don's out in the hall screaming, nurse, nurse, we need a doctor. This is happening. And they kept popping in going, it's not really happening. You're like, it is happening. Like, would you actually... Get a grip and like, stop telling me what's happening when I can feel it happening, you know? Yeah. So then Hang the doctor on. comes. Would mom
3: not have gone down to wait for the locksmith? Oh, I don't think she could have. She didn't have a phone. It would have oh, just fine. been okay. too okay. much, right?
4: Anyway, yeah. I was fine with mom. And like, you know, they had said it's not going to happen for a couple of hours. Okay. It did happen faster than anticipated. But anyway, so that was fine. And then the next time, Don himself. So that was like, so there were two, and a, two nearly three years between the two of them because we kind of. We were, we were like, you know, we ideal to have two years, or two and a half years. But like
3: then we couldn't really decide. So we we're like, well.
4: God, two like
3: th- you were also processing, I think, the like absolute life shock. Yes, of we were. Going from no babies to one we baby. We were.
4: And everybody said, you know, going from one to two is really hard. Going from one to two was grand. I've heard going from zero to one is really hard. Like it's going real Going from zero shock. to one to me is the a shock. That no, people like... say having one is people. What I read is like going zero to one is fine. One to two. But I also think that it depends on your lifestyle, right? Yeah, so if you course. have pretty regular work, what am I trying to say? Schedule? Routine schedule, yeah. yeah. Like if you have, if you work regular hours, et cetera, you know, that's probably not quite as shocking. Like if you cook your dinner at home and if you like have, you know, if, if I was gone from kind of my life in Ireland, whereas like living in New York, it was like you're out every night. Yeah. I worked until midnight oh, yeah, or you. 1 a.m. Yeah. And like there was no two days were the same. Yeah. I did a huge amount of traveling and then suddenly you have this baby and it was like, you can't go out. Like you don't have a car. You know, all these things that... You're also you to in a bring foreign your baby country where you don't,
3: you don't know anyone to, to trust, as, like as a babysitter. Yes. Whereas yeah. at home, you'd be like such and such as neighbor's daughter or whatever yeah. is going to come over. Like, Yeah, totally so we didn't different.
4: have any of that like support network. That was really the big challenge, like not having that, that stuff that you take for granted. Like we said in one of those other episodes about, you know, emigrating that you don't have. You can't just go, Mom, you come over like I really want to jump yeah. in the shower, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and all of our parents were really great and they came over for a long period of time. But also that's not as relaxing when you've just had a baby. Like you want to also have that downtime and headspace and other people are always there yeah you know but like at the same time that it is what it is as mother would say i chose it so and then baby number three and four were both here and and like i said don was like you are being so nice so nice but baby number four was another surprise it was the
3: eggs you told me don was cooking eggs in the kitchen one day and oh. you came down you were making coffee or something and you went oh this that smells making me feel sick
4: You're right, and that's how I discovered I was pregnant the first time. Actually, as well, that's why Julie made me do the test. You reminded me because you were sickened by the smell of eggs. I was in a restaurant, yeah, with Kerry and Julie, and Kerry had like huevos rancheros for lunch, and I and she was like miles away from me, like at a ten-person table. She was on the far end of the table, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Lads, Kerry's lunch smells like it's gone bad." I was like, "Something's gone wrong." I was like, "Kerry, I I wouldn't eat that if I were you." And everybody else was like, "I don't smell anything." And it was the
3: eggs, and I was, I was like, I'm gonna have to leave. They smell awful. Eggs always. I don't know why. Yeah. It's weird, right? And like you said, that when you when basically you were pregnant with Fox, that you smelled Don's eggs. You were like, oh, oh, that smells disgusting. And Don apparently whipped his head around like the Exorcist. He did. And was he like, did. You're pregnant, and he was. It, I'll say it took him a while to come
4: around to the idea of having a fourth baby because he definitely, as the person who's minding the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So he has a different, mm-hmm. you know he was looking forward to going back to work and like them growing up and getting a bit more independent. And, you know, the idea of having another baby all over again was definitely not on his, his list. Of, and, like, yeah, his wish list. list. It wasn't on his it agenda. Wasn't on,
3: like, it wasn't on his agenda. Yeah. But didn't you have like, Chance was what, a year and a half, two years then? And he hadn't slept through a single night. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I'd say the only child, I should appreciate Beau more. He was a dream, our second
4: child. He slept just like a log from day 60 day 90 from three months he slept like a log nash was a nightmare but also it turns out it wasn't feeding him enough and then chance did not sleep until he was two years old at which point he slept one night before the baby the said the fourth baby was born one night like he never slept so so now it's been about 10 years of really not having any sleep so now they've all started sleeping through the night and like i don't know myself but Chance now stays up till about midnight, doesn't he? Oh, they then, all stay up till midnight. I can't even cope with them anymore. I mean, I'm just the worst parent. I'm literally like all these ideas of I'm going to. I mean, last night I'm like, if you don't do this, I'm going to do. I'm like, I'm so bored by my own threats. They I could know. give two craps. They're not remotely scared of me. And then Mom goes, "Isn't it nice? So would you want them to be scared of you?" Yes, yes, I would like them to be scared of me. So I they'll, think they'll to go have a to bed. Of respect, yeah. Just like go to bed. Stop arguing. Nash called me a loser. He called me a bozo. And then, and then, and then last night I heard like some kind of like B movie, B grade horror movie. Bo, as you've seen, has twisted his ankle somehow. So has to be lifted like a dead weight. I, I actually can't lift him. I have to have him grab onto the back of my waist. And then I bend over like Peg Sayers <laughs> and I shuffle forward in order to carry him around the place. I can't lift him. He is so heavy. I
3: should give you my weight need to work on that. I need a
4: cr- I need some crutches is what I need. Anyway, so last night he was, Nash comes in. Bo's angry. He wants to come in and tell you something. He's crawling across the floor to tell you. I'm like, that is That's
3: so creepy. Terrifying. I was like,
4: Bo, get back into bed. Then I hear, oh, like an evil. Shhh.
3: Shhh. As he's dragging himself yes, across the floor. He's dragging
4: himself then down the hallway on one foot. Oh. I'm like, what? what nugget of like critical information does he have to impart to me? nash called me a bozo and said my feet stink get back into bed Shh. <laughs> i'm like so then i'm at the whole peg
3: sayers back to bed i did peg sayers and back oh. to bed i
4: was like oh for god's sake i got out of bed myself at this point i'm in bed i'm asleep i'm watching bluey with the other two kids and i'm crying okay i'm like i then have to get <laughs> out go down there let him wrap his his arms around me and like shuffle Dragon. him back to bed yeah Drag him back to bed Absolute Absolute Like not relaxing Just not... like that
3: movie Drag me to hell But drag me to bed No Drag me to hell <laughs> <laughs> We have to wrap things up But what, what advice would you give Now that you've had Four children You've learned a lot You know exactly How to prepare No If you had another kid Now you'd still be like Oh I'll do the hospital bag On my last day Yeah 100% I'd say Don't worry about it Don't worry
4: about the little things That's what I'd say. Worry about the big things. Like? Like having a healthy baby. Oh yeah, okay. Staying healthy yourself. Don't compare yourself. Don't go any of those Google forums. Don't listen to any of these group chats unless you find them helpful.
3: You know what I'd also say? Staying healthy yourself. You know what? That also means emotional health. And if you need McDonald's for your emotional health... That's what
4: I meant. No, no, but I'm just clarifying for myself. Take care of yourself. Have a bath. Have a shower. Whenever you feel like you need one. Be nice to yourself. Take it easy, don't overdo it like Rosemary's doing. And that means like making the bed, doing too much laundry, like the laundry can wait. The washing up can wait. All these things. Not that your house can, needs to be a total kit, but like people will come and help you, and I will go over and help you, Rosemary. But like take it easy, don't overdo it. There we go. Don't think be I'm, nice I to don't yourself. Think I'm overdoing it. not
3: have on gone single walk single walk.
4: you think you think something smells funny that never
3: that funny smelled you might you pregnant. be pregnant. <laughs> Or it might be gone off. Or it might be gone off, exactly. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Thank you so much for being patrons. We love and appreciate you all. And we will, or you will catch us, we will catch you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Geraghty. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.